Snack Hair Against Production. What's the name of Uncle Poochie's podcast? Uh, six Feet Under. Six, six Feet Under podcast. I tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever this message reaches you, listening to another episode of Six Feet Under podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Poochie. What's good, everybody? What's going on? What's happening? There? What's happening? What's cracking? What's cracking? Shop, y'all. Hey man, say man, say man, hey man. Today is a lovely day, lovely day, lovely day, lovely day. Nah, man, was good. Before we jump into all that, thank you for uh, chiming back into the podcast, bro. Thank you for chiming back into the podcast. Thank you for coming on down and hollering at your boy, hollering at your boy Uncle P, hollering at me, hollering at myself. And um, I, I can never tell you how much I am appreciative of you more than. When I tell you, I'm appreciative of you. So thank you all for uh, checking out the podcast. But um, I cannot forget, I have forgotten to ask you guys this a couple of times, and I need to get back on my J-O-B-Z. Um, please remember to like, subscribe, share, rate the podcast. Holler at your boy about the podcast. And get at your boy about the podcast. Nah, man, seriously, though. Holler at your boy about the podcast. Uh, like, subscribe, share, rate the podcast. I would really appreciate it. If you could, if you could, great. If you can't, no problem. Ain't no problem. In a while, I ain't tripping. But welcome back to Six Feet Under Podcast. It's the podcast uh, hosted by me, if I for not host with sophisticated with sophisticated ignorance. And I have to tell you something. You don't come to me today and listen to me because you want the best advice. That's not what you hear. No, you're listening to this because I'm your Uncle P. And you come to me for the realest advice. Thank you so very much, Sister Johnson. Um, Frank, I haven't really bothered you in a while because you haven't bothered me in a while, but Let's just keep it that way. Anyways, cheer on. Yo, what's happening? What's poppin'? What's poppin'? What's happening? Um, let's get into it. The episode today was late. I know that. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. But I got shit I got going on. I gonna hold you. I got shit I'm doing. I got shit I got going on. I got shit that I'm doing. I got shit I got going on. But I cannot be too busy then to stop by today and drop an episode, special, special, special episode for a good friend, a good role model, a good leader, and just tell a friend thank you, bro. So I know I'm late, but hey, when am I ever on time? Um, So today, I wanted to tell you guys about a good friend of mine. All right, so dig this, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Two years ago, I was pod. It's probably around this time two years ago, which is crazy because if you know anything about me, you know that I actually suck at consistency. It was actually my issue two years ago when I started podcasting. I never did anything consistent in my life except one thing, and that was play football. And honestly, worst move ever. I can't be consistent in anything. Therefore, I cannot commit to anything. Therefore, I cannot see anything through. Therefore, I don't know what it's like on the other side of something after you struggle. <laughs> Sound familiar? Well, we're not talking about your baby daddy or your, your, you know, your father who never came back. Nope. We're talking about your uncle P. Yeah, man. I had a really, really hard time committing to things because I was afraid. I was afraid to see things through. I was afraid to do things. And um, I just didn't feel like I fit in, dog. And so since I did not feel like I fit in, I did not do anything to uh, stand out. And so I just played the back role. And it all changed about two years ago when I was approached by a man that many of you may know. 
Some of you may not know. And if you don't know, now you know. My man's the jester, a.k.a. Pomplo, a.k.a. George Simpson. Today, I want to celebrate my guy because two years ago, he approached me about being in the Sarkarigans Media Group. I know you heard it right then and there when, you know, my homegirl Megan opened the show. But uh, he approached me about this. And two years later down the line, you know, I am now a full-fledged podcaster. And this man's birthday just passed his last Sunday. Now, two years ago, he didn't have the idea necessarily to approach me about Sarkarigance personally. He was more so just a mentor for me. I guess you could say someone I bounce ideas off of. This man is always busy. So try my best not to really bother him too much nowadays unless it's something personal. But my man's birthday coming up and me reflecting on it and thinking back two years ago when I started podcasting, I thought to myself, wow, I was a whole different person two years ago. I mean, a whole different person. <laughs> Two years ago, I had shaved my head for the first time uh, in December, and uh, actually, that was three years ago. Sorry, um, three years ago, I shaved my head in December of 2019, and by 2020 January uh, 30th, uh, when I'm reflecting on my man's Pablo's birthday. By that time, I was it was out the door. The cool points are out the window. It was all twisted up in the game over you. Shout outs to bringing down the house. And George came to me and was like, "Yo, fam." You're actually kind of funny. And I was like, man, I guess. He was like, nah, no guessing, son. You are really funny. And I was like, yo, I guess I'm funny. I don't know. You tell me, bro. And he was like, yeah, let me get on your show sometime. And I was like, no. <laughs> because at the time when George came to me about getting on my show, I was like, yo, I don't really, I don't, not really my thing. You know what I'm saying? And he just left at that. I'm going to get back to that because that's a, that's a huge point. So I'll get back to that later. So in the two years that I have been podcasting, no one's, you know, supported me heavier that doesn't share my last name than uh, Mr. Simpson, George Simpson. No one has popped me up more than Pablo the Chester, a.k.a. George Simpson. No one has held me down and also told me to shut up more than George Pablo the Jester Simpson. And for that, I thank him. And for that, I will always be dedicated and somewhat indebted to him because although I don't necessarily owe this man anything financially, realistically, like I still feel like my life is owed to him in some ways. And you may say that's dramatic, and that's fine. You can say whatever the fuck you want. It's my show. So say it. I don't care. <laughs> but the issue that you don't know that I know to be true is that I needed this man. Yeah, I needed you, Pablo. I needed you, dog. I, I could not function um, progressively without the help um, that you bestowed upon me. I could not move uh, in the correct manner without the guidance that you gave me. And at a time when I was too embarrassed to even come to my own father, because I do have a father, and shout out to my dad, he's been on my show. Um, I came to him. I came to you, George. And that was crazy because I don't know why I did that. I don't know how I even got to doing it. But I do know I'm so thankful I did it. I do know that I'm so thankful that it had been done. I, I still, to this day, like shun myself away from things because I'm I'm fearful that I'm going to disappoint this man because I don't want to disappoint Pablo. What the hell? This man's like legitimately like my internet dad, you know? And so I say all that to say that you never know who you're influencing. 
you never know who you may have um, in your back pocket as a follower and not more just not just a follower, but just a actual devoted listener. You see this man, Pablo. If you do know the backstory, great. But if you don't, let me allow me to tell you a little bit of a story. Um, four years ago, I was not in a good place in life. Four years ago, I was in a terrible place in life. And only a few people know this, but it wasn't until a little show called The Meaning of It All podcast. Shout outs to them. Shout outs to C Dot. Shout outs to, oh, shout outs to C Dot. You all, she's nominated. Shout outs to C Dot. She's nominated for a Female Podcast of the Year. Um, and so is the show Meaning of It All. Shout out to Best Friend um, for just being Best Friend. And shout out to Phil for just being Phil. Um, although I, I, I shit on these people sometimes. I do know that these people are important to me. So although I don't talk to these people as much as I used to, I do know that these people are important to me and I would be devastated if anything bad happened to them because I, I these people are like my older siblings that I never, ever had. I, I never had older siblings. I, I wanted an older sibling because I knew that people were always looking at me for responsibility and to be responsible and all these things. And I wasn't ready for it. I didn't want to do it. I, I didn't want to do it and I wasn't ready for it. But four years ago, I was in a fucked up position in my life and I had to do something and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So I did the next best thing I could do. I wrote into a fucking podcast. Yeah, I wrote into a podcast. I wrote into the meaning of it all. And some of you all heard the story before. Some of you haven't. I wrote into the meaning of it all. And lo and behold, they read my letter. They read my letter. It was about my shitty relationship with my shitty ex-girlfriend. Um, no shade to her, but it was a shitty relationship and the relationship wasn't going to go anywhere. And I'm happy I'm out of it. I'm sure she's happy she's out of it. I'm sure we're both happier in better places, but it was a shitty relationship. And I thought it would go no further than that. I thought it was cool to hear my letter read on a podcast. That was it. I don't know how many people heard that letter. I don't know how many people were invested in that letter. I just know people were invested and they asked about it. So after that, after that became what it was, I... I deaded it. I left it there. And then Pablo hit me up maybe two weeks, three weeks later and said, hey, we listened. I'm sorry. We read your your your, your letter, your listener letter. We like an update. And the rest was history. For the next almost whole year, I gave them um, roughly about monthly updates on what was going on in my life consistently going on in my life, consistently talking to them about me crying about shit. I called these people crying. Okay, crying. I I wrote to best friend how I would punch him in the face. I I I, I did the most. These people didn't know me. These people didn't know me at all, and they just kept bringing me in, kept bringing me in, and Pablo just kept contacting me. And at a certain point, I got to the point where voila, we got to here, and boom, I made six hundred podcasts. It took me forever to get Pablo on the show. I actually had him on the show once before. Some things went sideways. Didn't put up his episodes. I got C-Dot on the show. Loved it. I got Best Friend on the show. Loved it. I was proud. I felt like a proud kid, but something was still hurting inside. And a lot of things about me weren't really going right. So I came to Pablo and I said, yo, Pablo, I got to do, I got to make a change in my life. And he said, you need to move out of your city. I said, yeah, but he said, no, you need to move. I said, yeah, but he said, no, seriously, pooch. You've told me what you told me about where you live and you told me what you told me about the shit you be doing and you told me about the shit you get into and you need to go. I said, okay. He said, yeah, I don't want to hear about the headlines. Pooch is murdered in Sacramento. And I said, all right. That's okay. I'm thinking about moving to LA. He said, you need to. 
So I can I, I concocted in my head. He said, "Yo, fam, we have Sarkaricus Media Group. Do you want to join this shit?" I said, "I, I guess." And Lord behold, bestowed upon me became a relationship that would change my life forever, opening doors that I cannot believe that were opening, being in situations I cannot believe to be in in such a quick portion of my career. You know, still a long way to go, but the blessings this man bestowed upon me, the hookups, the, the game he dropped on me was huge. And what always amazes me and amazes me every time I think about it is that all of this was informed upon to me and all given to me once I was learned how to let, once I was learned, <laughs> once I was taught how to let things go. And you all watched that movie, What's Love Got to Do With It? You know, the one with Tina Turner and Lawrence Fishburne. You know, they don't look shit like Ike and Tina. Like, I love that movie, but they don't look shit like Ike and Tina. But, anyways, I'm watching. That movie as a 10 year old, 11 year old, whatever I was. And at that time, I don't know nothing about religion, just what I'm told. So I'm assuming that there's you know, one religion. I don't really know much. And I'm watching that movie, what's got to do with it as a 10 year old? And I'm like, yo, Tim Turner's a Buddhist? I thought only white people and Asian people are Buddhists. I, I didn't know black people could be Buddhists. I'd never met a black Buddhist in my life. Not sure. Never heard of them. Not sure where to find them. Where do Buddhist people even pray? I have no idea. I'm listening to the Meme at All podcast. And I'm hearing George talk about being a Buddhist. And I'm like, okay. And I realized that I have no idea the first thing about Buddhism or anything about Buddhism or anything outside of things that I've been taught about. So I take it upon myself to say, okay, let me let me plug in. This dude's frequency seems to be a little bit different. And so I just studied Brody's moves. In the midst of studying Brody's moves, I, at one point, a place I was working at, um, came across a book. It's called Being No One, Going Nowhere. And basically it was a it was the Buddhist guide to self-love. And um, it was crazy. This book hit me like a ton of bricks. Because the first time I ever read the stories and the teachings of the Buddha and the Buddhist and understanding the levels to my personality and the levels to my anger, it was enlightening. I I never, ever thought about my life in this way. It's crazy. I think I was 27 at the time. And it was crazy as I had picked this book up at 25. I never read it, though, until I was 27. I just picked it up. I was in a library one time. It's one of those free frauds take books. It was an orange book. I just found it. I saw it. I said, okay, I'm going to take this. So being nobody going nowhere, I'm, I'm reading the book, and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I'm the problem. <laughs> I'm the problem. I'm the issue. It's it's me. My things aren't going right in my life right now because it's my problem. Things aren't going where I wanted to go because it's my issue. I fucked this up. Wow. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. In some ways, I still don't see it coming. But one of the favorite, one of my favorite parts in that book that really hit me and it still sticks to me to this day is in the book. It said, your weight of your pride and your ego is what's holding you back. It's your pride. It's your ego. It's what's holding you back. It's not life. It's your pride and your ego. You can't accept the things you don't want to accept. So therefore, you'll never get to where you want to be. You'll never become who you want to become because you don't 
know how to let things go. You take everything as an attack. You take everything as critique and critical about yourself as a personal critique. You don't have the ability to just say yes and say no and just keep it pushing. You don't know how to say no because you don't get to the point of saying no. You get to the point that you always say hell no. And why you're so confrontational is because you think everything is a fight. You are the problem. Woo child. I ran back to George. I said, George, I think I figured it out. He said, what? I said, I think I said, I think I am the problem. I think the reason why I can't do the things you keep asking to do and, and I can't move past, you know, these stumbling blocks in my media career is because I'm the problem. Me and George on FaceTime, as I told him that, and he looked at me, he said, I know. And I looked back and I said, huh? He said, you are the problem. And instead of trying to solve you, I'm going to just try to help you figure this shit out. And ever since then, I knew that man was going to be a friend of mine for life. If you guys got people that believe in you, please don't push them away. The people who are nagging you, the people who are bothering you about doing better, they 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 just want to see you win. They don't make them like George that often and they don't make them like George in abundance so George wherever you are my brother I just want you to know I'm late but I'm sorry you know when am I ever on time and I appreciate you for everything you've ever done for me and everything you've ever done for anybody brother this world is a better place because you are on it and I would hate to ever live this life without you dog I love you I love all of y'all for listening but I especially love you Pablo the Jester for even putting me in this position you are the Jay-Z to my Kanye. You are the wind beneath my wings. You are the uh, lighter to my crack pipe. Um, I, I, I just appreciate you for who you are, bro. And I want to see nothing but wins and more wins and 100 years more success. As a black man, friendship is not easy to sustain and it's really not easy to create. So I... I uh, I appreciate anybody who considers themselves my friend, as I appreciate those who allow me to call you friend. Till next time, y'all. I am. This is Sarah Kerrigan.